Hello and welcome back to a special edition of the Banter Minute podcast. We thought football was over. We thought we had six weeks off to rest and relax in our back gardens drinking beer, but no, for some reason, the FA decided to put the FA Cup final on today. So joining me through this journey is Mr. Carl Pierce. Hello. And for some reason, he's very happy today. No one knows why. Liam Hall. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, that was magnificent. Oh, guys. Me and Jesus are just celebrating. It's, I, am, I am over the moon. Um, do we want to know how you're celebrating? Uh, we're, we're, we're playing backgammon. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Um, who's winning? I mean, I mean, can you guess? Jeeves. He's not allowed to win. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ooh. Um, let's, let's move on. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about, uh, obviously, the FA Cup final. Also talk about the importance that uh, Mikel Arteta and Frank Lampard have had, have had on Chelsea and Arsenal, respectively. And also talk about some of the controversial moments, shall we say, in the final that happened so, Liam, I'm going to come to you first. Tell me how you're feeling. I, I, I am relieved, I have to say. I, I was very worried when that first um, Chelsea goal came in because they, they tore us apart and I was... My, my arsehole was tighter than... Oh, God, I'm trying to think of an analogy that doesn't involve an animal. But it, it was incredibly, <laughs> incredibly tight. Um... <laughs> But then over the absolute brilliant man he is gets fouled by Aspilicueta, and he sticks the penalty. Did you see the finish? What a finish that was with the side foot. Yes. And, um, it, it was. It was the excellence of, of execution. It, it, dare I say? And. Um, no, I think he had control of the whole game. So, 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 go on. I, I, I think you played really well after the to, even before the penalty. You would decide to find your foot in the game. I think um, that that goal that Pulisic scored. I thought, here we go. Yeah, so did I. Uh, it, it, it was when Pepe um, scored a, dis- a disallowed goal, where you could see the team was really starting to rev, rev their engines a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. But before we talk about the FA Cup final, we're going to talk, we're going to talk first about uh, Front Lampard and Mikel Arteta, how important they've been uh, to their respective clubs this season. Um, I think we'll start with, with, with Lampard. Um, I genuinely thought Chelsea would struggle this season. I did. No, tr- no, no players brought in. Um, they had to rely on youth. And Chelsea have finished fourth in the pre- in the Premier League. Um, Carl, I'll come to you first. Did you see Chelsea finishing where they finished and Lampard doing such a good job? Uh, it's yeah, you're not going to believe me, but I did actually think he would do an all right job. I wasn't certain if he'd get them into the top four, to be honest. But um, yeah. I, He's, you know, he did well with Derby. He's a Chelsea legend. 
Yeah, I, I thought he would do all right. I, I, I just saw him getting somewhere in the top six. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say. Um, really, I kind of expected him to do well because he did. Obviously, he did very well at Derby, and I mean, the chance that they didn't have um, a single good player in the forty or sixty players that they loan out every single season. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought they probably would have at least one good player. I mean, they had two, so you know what? Like, they um, good for them. Um, no, but I, I think the team is. I think the team is really pulled through. I mean, he's got them in a collective mind state, and I, th- I think they've really, they've really become a team, even if they haven't got the best of players. And he's got the best out of them. Mm. No, I agree. I think. Obviously, Mount and Tamori last season, he, he had a derby and he's kept faith in Mount. Um, I, t- I tell you, players impressed me this season over um, he stuck faith with Kurt Zuma. Mm. Um, had two low spells out. Uh, I think it was at Everton Stoke, I want to say, those two. And he, I didn't think he'd be at Chelsea. I didn't think he'd play for Chelsea again. And then, yeah, Lampard's kept faith in him. I think he's had a, a very good season. Um I think Giroud. I think Giroud's played well. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Giroud always was very good, but I think he's definitely got the best out of him, especially at the end of the season. Mm. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think Giroud offers something that Abraham doesn't. I mean, no, Abraham is tall as well, like Giroud, but Abraham doesn't have the... It doesn't look like he has a physical game to back up his size, in a way, whereas Giroud... I know Jira's a lot older, and that was a scary thing. And I know Jira's got a lot more experience than um, Abraham, but I think Jiru makes Mount, Pulisic, William look really good in the work that he does. Yeah, he, he's, he's definitely he's a great team player. I, I mean, you, you kind of saw it at the World Cup with um, when he was linking up with Griezmann, although... I can't. Did he score a goal in the end? I don't think he did, but he was so essential to that team and how they played. But he kind of just—he's he, a bit like Firmino in a way, which is kind of a weird comparison. But I think they're both similar kind of players. What oh, crap! I got oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on. Firmino's not crap. Crap. Oh no. Oh, oh no. I just messed with the bike, lads. No. Oh. <laughs> but no, I, I, um, no, I see you really with the Firmino comparison. Yeah, he, he does more for the team than he does for himself. But I think Chelsea's best player, though, this uh, best player since lockdown, has been Pulisic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He came with a big reputation, obviously, from, from Dortmund. And everyone thought, oh, with um, the replace Hazard, immediately started making this comparison. It took us some time to, while to settle, but now that he has settled, and the, the scary thing is he's 21. That's He's only 21. And he's that good already at, at 21. It's scary how good he could be. Because I think... Arsenal struggling with his pace, his movement, especially mm. the first twenty minutes. He, he he's and, kind of what, what everyone thought Dan James would be. 
he's, he's like Dan James, but good. Isn't that right, Carl? Sorry, mate. So, 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 can you hear me, mate? Yeah, I can now. Sorry. Oh. Dan James, yeah. He, I, I think I think they've been decent. Whoa. What the f- you have enough <laughs> for art? No, that was a motorbike. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. Uh, oh. That's so. I, I, I see where you come from with the, the Pulisic and Dan James comparison. I think it's a bit unfair on Pulisic to be ranked that low, though, because Dan James, let's be honest, only really had, he had one good season. One good season with Swansea. That was it. And he's, he's come to make United. And he, he, he played well to begin with. But yeah, then, he started hot for us, but he sort of trailed off. I think... In all seriousness, I think he probably needs to go out on loan some to a mid-table team for a season. Mm. Oh, Maybe I, West I, Brom. No, but, but then they're not mid-table; they're relegation. Well, did, didn't um, P- Pulisic struggle for, for quite a bit at um, Dortmund? I seem to remember. Not really, because I, 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 I used to watch a bit of it in a bit of the German League, the Bundesliga when it was on. Actually, like, looking at his stats, he wasn't really, he wasn't that bad. He's played, he played 90 games altogether in the league and got 13 goals, which isn't a bad return. The fact he was on the wing and then they had, uh, at this point, that he, when he was playing, they had Aubameyang was there. Yeah. And uh, Royce as well was at his pomp and stuff like that. He's come to Chelsea, he's got uh, 9 in 25 in the league. He's got 11 in 34 in all, all competitions for Chelsea. And it just feels like he's just meant to kick on. And, yeah, I, I do feel sorry for him in that game. I said, we'll get to FA Cup in a bit. Um, but do you think next season Lampard's under more pressure to perform now that he's bought Werner, uh, Ziyech, and the Havertz deal is apparently done, it's nearly completed? Do you think Abramovich will be expected immediate results out of Lampard? Or do you think he will not be Abramovich and give him time? No, I think there'll be more pressure for him to to do better if they spent that kind of money bringing in, like the players you mentioned. They perhaps maybe overachieved a little bit due to teams like Arsenal, United, Tottenham underperforming to, to get fourth on this first season. Um, but I would, as I said, I did expect a top six finish anyway but perhaps you know perhaps fourth was overreaching a bit but I mean they've been all right up front I mean they've been scoring goals it's it's defense and goalkeeper he should be prioritizing and um Mm. and looking at I mean look at City I mean they've got they're great going forward but they leak goals and that's what's um kept them from really challenging Liverpool this season is their inability to to defend, basically. Would you buy by signed Ake? Yeah, which I'm still. I, I don't know if Ake's the answer to their problems, but he might surprise. He might surprise us. I'm not saying he's no good, but it's, it is a fair jump to go from Bournemouth to City. But at least they're addressing that first. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, yeah. they've gone for Farron Torres as well. But I mean, Chelsea have gone for Ziyech. You know, Havertz and Werner before even defence, which is their arguably worst part, and we kind of saw that today, especially now that um, you know 
there's an injury at right back. I, I, I really think we need to kind of. Uh, I, I, I think we need to find someone soon. Maybe we need to find another goalkeeper as well. Yes, definitely. Uh, no, I agree. I, I think Chelsea, Chelsea have struggled at the back a lot, but they've always, had, as you said, they've always had the ability to go and score. Basically, the tactic is we'll score more goals than you. And yeah, it does work, but if those goals dry up and you're, you've got a keeper who apparently... It has the worst uh, save percentage ever in Premier League history in terms yeah, of goalkeepers. That, that's outstanding, especially considering how much he cast. That's just staggering. He's uh, he. I, th- I think he go. He has to go. And well, I know we've already spoke about this before. Plenty of times about Chelsea, but uh, who they're going to sign? But I do think a keeper is probably the most important thing they need. Um. They, I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked to let Courtois go. I, I am. Mm. Do you, do you, uh, I think he kind of forced our hands a little bit. Yeah, he did by, you know, getting thinking that I'll go to Madrid and you know stuff like that. And let's be honest, he was crap. He was shocking for Madrid when he first went. Conceding mm. goals left, right, centre. Navas was keeping him out of the team, and then uh, obviously Navas went, and he's kind of pushed on since Navas went, but. I do think Chelsea next season. I think they'll be a strong team if they do get a centre half. Mm. I think they'll be. I think they could push on. And they've got a, in, a, in Timo Werner. They've got one of the best strikers in Europe. So I think they will kick yeah. on. I mean, um, apparently they're keen on our goalkeeper uh, Dean Henderson. So we need to make up our minds quickly if uh, we want to replace David De Gea with him as number one because if we don't he'll let his contract run out and he'll uh, go to some a club that will utilise him yeah big time uh, but, so uh, that's, that's Lampard and Chaska we'll move on to Arteta and Arsenal we'll, we'll start with what Leo obviously start with Liam uh, start the season with Unai Emery was you optimistic with Emery in charge for a second season or was you already doom and gloom about it no, I mean, I, I mean, if you ever listen to this podcast, I, I'm almost unabashedly positive when it comes to football and when it comes to Arsenal. Um, and although the Europa League final was a huge disappointment, I still thought the Lacazette and Aubameyang combination was deadly. I mean, I, I think the midfield was mostly okay, bar Xhaka. And um, I, I, I was quite confident, but obviously every, everything kind of went to shit. Um, you know, when when Jacker kind of left, <laughs> yeah, he had his hissy fit, didn't he? And Emery seemed to lose the locker room after that. It all just went downhill. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's, it was it was a bit of a poor situation. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's kind of it slowly works out. It, it kind of reminds me of um how Guardiola was when he first came in. Um, so, I mean, if you remember his first season, he, he didn't really set the world on fire. He was good, but it was mostly kind of stopping the rot, um, kind of, especially especially with, with the defence. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of similar to what um, um, Emery has kind of done at Arsenal. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't had as many chances, but I think defensively-wise, we've, we've improved an awful lot. Hmm. And then obviously, then Emery went because Arsenal was shit. And then 
I I mean we we spoke about this when Arteta came in. I thought Arsenal made a big mistake getting Arteta. Because mm. I think you're right. He hasn't re- Arsenal's a big club to have your first job in. Is he ready for it? And to be honest, <laughs> yeah. I think he's been I think it's been superb. I'm with you, Reese. I, I was unsure because Arsenal looked such a mess, and Arteta's only really sort of put his feet in as number two at City. I, I wasn't too sure if he could get them sorted out either, to be honest. But as you say, again, I agree with you. He's done a fantastic job. He, he just look. He looks like it's a mould of Wenger and Guardiola together. Mm. In the fact, he's got Guardiola's tactics and Vegas man management, in a way. And it's, I mean, his record, it's really good. 28 games in charge of Arsenal, 16 wins, six, uh, six draws, six losses, a 57.14% percentage win rate. That's, that's a good start, a good return. And also with winning, uh, obviously winning the FA Cup, uh, today, uh, as of uh, recording, I do think though Arsenal need to keep a Bamiang. Yeah, Bamiang needs to sign a contract extension, and I just I would build the team around a Bamiang. Yeah, when we talk about who Chelsea need to bring in with Arsenal, it's 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 different. It's it's who they need to keep. I mean, their yeah. their priority and their biggest signing. This season has got to be keeping the Bamiang, especially after today's performance. He, yeah. he showed how vital he is. It's like, it's like for that. It's 28 goals he's provided this season, the Bamiang, mm. uh, in all competitions. And I mean, I, mean uh, I think for me, he is one of, one of the best strikers, not just in the Premier League, but in the world. I think if Arsenal lost him, I don't think Arsenal could find a replacement for him. I know, yes, you've got Martinelli there who's good and Ketty is good. Um, Lacazette, Pepe, but none of them have really stepped up. I mean, Lac- Lacazette just looks, I don't know, looks like a, a shadow of himself when he was at Lyon. I know it's a different league, but in he hasn't set the Premier League alight as Lacazette, whereas Aubameyang mm. came in and just carried on where he left off at Dortmund. And yeah, I can guarantee yes, he's 31, but I'd still build that team around Aubameyang. Do, um, Liam, would you agree or or not? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he was. I think he's been a fantastic signing. I think he's he's a fantastic player. I mean, we've um, yeah, but I, I think a while ago on this pod I, I said we should let him go, and now I'm realizing kind of how idiotic that kind of is. Because although we do we do have great players, and I mean I I don't want to lose him for free. Um, and I don't want another Ozil situation. Um, but I, I have a feeling he's a lot more motivated than Ozil, and I think if he stays, it's because he wants he wants to try and not maybe not win stuff, but he wants he wants to give the best for the team, and he wa- he wants to do his best. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think he will stay. I know how you, I sort of know how you feel because I, I was in the same sort of position with Paul Pogba. At one point, I was thinking, oh, we should just wash our hands of him and let him go. And then he's come back into the team since after lockdown. And 
he, he looked revitalised and uh, enthusiastic to play for us again, and now I'm like all for him staying. <laughs> it, it's because he's got something to believe in, Paul Pogba, and I think it's mm. the same with Aubameyang. He, yeah, he believes definitely. in Nicola Arteta and the team that we're slowly but surely building. I bet if he signs an extension in the last year of his extension, will at least be. I say in at least three years, I think we could, we could be challenging for Premier League. I think it's, I think it's possible. Uh, it, dep- it depends who you buy, it depends who you keep, and it depends mm. on if Arteta can keep this going. But I'm just looking at Arsenal's uh, player stats right now. So Abamian got 29 goals in all competitions, counting two today. So this next closest is Lacazette with 12. That's 70. That that that's what 17 goals lost. Uh, sorry, 17 goal difference between Abamyang and Lacazette. Mm-hmm. And it's scary how different that could be. I mean, um, Abamyang got 22 goals in the Premier League alone. Lacazette got 10. So, and Lacazette, he has been injured for a, a little bit. Well, well, true, but I'm going to put Arsenal scored 56 goals in the Premier League, so the season just gone, and Abamyang got uh, less than half. On his own, mm. and it, that, that would frighten me if, if a player of that quality would leave. It's a bit like Van Persie when Van Persie left Arsenal. You lost how many goals when that went, and also uh, with Man United when Man United lost. Um, I was saying Van Nistelrooy went, and Ronaldo went, and Tevez went, and Berbatov went, and Rudy went. They lost those goals. Yeah. And I'll say it. So it's been like the album when we lost. I, I try to think of a when we lost, basic perfect example when we lost Lukaku. He and was Mer- only on. Lo- he was only on loan though, wasn't he? And we apparently the, the rumours went round that we refused to sign him for twelve million pounds. But you know, let's not get bogged down in that because I don't. <laughs> but it does having having a strike of that quality. It does make a difference when they do go from you. So Definitely, because um, more, more to the point with Lukaku is Everton have never managed to replace him, and that was like three or four years ago. Yeah, I mean, look at it. I don't think... <laughs> this, this, this is how big it is. I don't think Arsenal have replaced Onley. I mean, I don't think anyone can really replace Onley. True, but... It's... I think Arsenal's biggest miss is uh, Vieira, personally. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they've just had no... Since he's gone, they've just had no steal when they've needed it, have they? Well, but that, that's why it's going to the party. If we do, somehow. Well, it, Thomas Partey could do it, but then, uh, to, to bring it up to Carl there, but it's like, Man United haven't had a player like Roy Keane. In their midfield, that they miss. Some, I don't think that we'll ever see players like Vieira and Roy Keane again. No, I think I think the players like those super hard midfielders have had their day now because the the way the, no, the laws no. are, it just uh, doesn't sort of. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Allow it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, it it does. It feels like you can't be a character in football anymore, which is annoying, but. So I'd ask you now, Liam, are you optimistic for next season or not as an Arsenal fan? Uh, I mean, I think it all, it all depends on the transfer window, but I mean, I'm always optimistic. And especially now since um, Arteta's come in, I, I think we have a solid platform and I hope 
I hope that we can build on it. If we stay like this for the rest, rest of the season, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle. But then yeah. again, since, I mean, since lockdown, I think we would, I think since lockdown, we would have been fourth if, um, if it was just going off lockdown. If, yeah. if we can kind of get a good run of form and if we can, if we can find a way to beat teams that defend deep, I really think we have a chance of maybe getting Champions League. Mm. Would you sign Sabayos on a permanent deal? Uh, it, it depends how much it'll cost us. I, I, I'd rather sign someone like Party who can be a problem like Vieira type. Uh, I, I, I get that. I, get, I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get. I think that's a. I think that's a nice segue to talk about the final. Um, talk about Sabaos. Um, obviously, obviously, an empty Wembley Arena uh, with crowd noise that just does not work. It's just tinny and annoying. I don't mind a crowd noise actually. Maybe I've just yeah. Maybe I've just grown accustomed to it, but I, I definitely prefer the crowd noise to no noise at all being piped in. Personally, oh no, I like no noise because you hear the players go for fuck's sake. It's funny. <laughs> I know. I, I just find it too weird. I don't like it. Um, I would say at Wembley, Arsenal versus uh, Chelsea, um, and Arsenal won two one for. A rec- for the to win the FA Cup for a record 14th time. Uh, so the most successful team in FA Cup history. Um, Chelsea took the lead five minutes. Pulisic scoring. Uh, an interesting stat from this: he was the first American to score in an FA Cup final. No, he's, he's also the youngest player as well. I think. Pardon? I think he's also the youngest since Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, so, yeah, so he's only 21. So yeah, that probably is, but. Uh, it was a well-worked goal. Mount uh, Giroud using his strength to link up play, and Pulisic, little little date run, nice finish in the bottom corner. Nothing Martinez could do. I thought from I I I, I thought from there Chelsea would just run riot. Yeah, I was worried for Arsenal because right up until the first water break, I mean Chelsea were absolutely dominating and ripping them apart. I mean, also Chelsea have had, really had our number this season. We haven't been able to beat them. We, we, we've come close, but we've never... We, we've either just scraped it or we, we, we've never had the chance to. Yeah. But then, uh, obviously, Arsenal won a penalty as Pelicueta fouling at Bamiang. I tell you what was interesting, though, what Arsenal did was Arsenal exploited the fact that Rhys James and as Pelicueta were very far away from each other. So it was always that gap. Yeah. So Dave Chelsea's uh, right hand, Arsenal's left hand side, they're attacking. And Maitland Niles, if, if he had a left foot, Maitland Niles would be incredible. Mm. Because the amount of times he had to, he, he got down that space and he could have whipped a ball in, but obviously because that's a cut in, they managed to get the, that to recover. And then the fact is they play a ball over and they start a Bamiang's on it. As per that obviously can't keep up with the Bamiang and. Such fouling him outside the box. If I, if that was me in that position, I would have dragged him down outside of the area, not try and out muscle him or try and you know keep up with him in that sense. I would have just like hacked him outside the area, but it brings him down. Was it a red card for you two? Mm, I don't know on that one. I don't like to see. I don't like to see red cards in. Um... Finals and that, especially early on, because it tends tends to bugger them up. So uh, I, I was satisfied with a yellow. 
I, I think it could have been. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, it, it, he, he was covering. I, I think Aubameyang probably would have scored if... Um, yeah. I suppose it was I mean, unless it's a really bad challenge, I, I, I believe a penalty and a yellow card sufficient punishment. To send someone off and give a penalty just kills the game, especially if the penalty is put away. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I think, thank God there was no bad decisions in this certain game with, with red cards, at least. Yeah, there wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do think, though, if it was outside the area, I think it would have been a red card. But... Uh, do you think? I, so that Rudy was nowhere near at that point, so... It, it, as Pellegrini was the last defender, it would have been a red card. But then Rudiger was just coming across at this point, so I think that's why he didn't send him off. Because I thought he thought Rudiger was going to come across. But Abamyang, what a penalty that was! Mm. He's superb in the uh, dead ball situations. It's great. Just no keeper was saving it. It was just like just just imagine that pressure. FA Cup final, and he just puts it just that side foot. Beautiful penalty into the bottom corner. No keeper was going to save that. But I tell you what, Chelsea did have though. Chelsea had very unfortunate luck with injuries at this point. Yes, they did. Uh, to be fair to uh, them, Aspilicueta in the first half with a really bad hamstring injury, and then also second half Pulisic. Um, Pulisic was really bad because you, you see him before he hits the shot wide. Mm. Scream out! It was horrible to see because I've done my hamstring once, and it is one of the worst pains I've ever had. And yeah, it, I, 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 I can I can feel the pain when he did it, but I do think Pulisic going off did change the complex uh, the, the the game for me. Mm. It did a bit, but Arsenal were having the upper hand and it anyway. I mean, they totally dominated uh, the last part of the second half. I, I think it would have been a lot closer. If uh, on. Last part of the first half, I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a, it was. Look at it. Pulisic gets the ball straight away. And he's bombing it down there. He was. A, I do. I do. Well, they definitely missed it. They definitely missed him. Oh yeah, big time. But then six, seven minutes in, what a goal by Bamiang. Brilliant goal. Mm. Really was like, lack is it ball over and it's it Pepe, was just, Pepe ball over. Oh, sorry, Pepe. Yeah, sorry. I, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sent him in quite some venom, didn't he? I think it was Pepe. <laughs> Gosh, uh, no, because like I said, I had the one before. Like I said, played it behind a Bamiang. I think that that was that could have been two one there. But Zuma basically was like, All right, I'll show you to my uh, I'll show you to your left. Bamiang said, all right, and he just dinks it over Caballero. Oh, brilliant. What, just a such, brilliant a, goal. such a deft little finish, wasn't it? It was just yeah. superb. And, and then six minutes later, Chelsea reduced the 10 men with an absolute shocker of a, a second yellow card for... It was a blatant red. What are you on about? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> It he was took his at- leg off. <laughs> 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 it was piss poor, weren't it? Yeah. 
it, it, was, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best decision. Let's let's put it that way. It was probably far away. I, I, I don't get how he's given this as a red. I mean, obviously, it, it was it wasn't a straight red. It was a second uh, yellow card, but it just brings into question: Should VAR be used for everything? Should VAR be able to? Uh, should VAR cover um, all decisions in that respect, like a yellow card and stuff like that? Because it's there for straight reds, but it, it, it doesn't cover um, it doesn't cover second yellow cards. And this, for me, it was not at all a, a second yellow card or a sending off. I mean, if it's there for straight reds, why not use it for second yellows? I mean, it's the same. You know, someone's getting sent off. It's the same. It's- situation isn't it yeah I, I don't quite understand it it's it's i think var can be good but it especially in england it's just been implemented all, all wrong yeah it, it, it may be it, it kind of ta- it, ta- it kind of what's the word for it i, I wasn't as proud of the win because of that i i, I felt it slightly cheapened by that result by that red card it tainted it yeah, that's the word. There you go. Thank you, Rhys. And there's a, another decision that didn't quite go their way either. Oh, no, this is just Arsenal bias now. I, I, I would not have any word against Emmy Martinez, the, the, the goats. <laughs> uh, right, so, yeah, th- th- this is a shocker. He's, he's so far out of the area. It's unbelievable. You, you'd think with, like, the, like, centimetre, like, tight the calls they do but they would notice like that he was because he, he was more than like a toe outside I mean you could see you could see the shock on the Chelsea players that nothing had been done against him couldn't yeah and I just thought that was normal like you know our players I wouldn't want to get someone carded or, or anything but then yeah you see it and you think oh Christ <laughs> here's a question is the ball just on the line perhaps Look at that picture I sent you. I don't. I. I. I'm not convinced. Neither. Actually, yeah, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was a poor decision, to be honest, by the referee. But then, why was why was VAR not called in for this either? If they were unsure, why was it not called? I mean, obviously, obviously, the uh, video uh, referee would have saw it. So yeah, he could have told it, but. Obviously, Arsenal had gone to win. Um, I, I do want to say one last thing, though. A shame for Pedro in his last game for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nasty injury. Uh, was it? I think was it dislocated shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, dislocated shoulder, and yeah, it was just a shame to see. And obviously, he's going to Roma as well um, after this game. But he never. I mean, I'm not going to say he was bad but he didn't really set the world on fire I, I, I'm, I'm glad we never signed him because we were after him at one point and Chelsea nipped in and signed him and I've never regretted that because to me he's been okay but he's not he's not a world beater is he, he? He's, a, he's a solid like top table player but he's never going to be he's never going to be the first choice I guess he, he'll, he'll do a job for you just like he did at Barcelona he was he was good for um I say he was good for uh, Barcelona when he was there, scored some scored scored some goals, won a lot of trophies. Yeah, 
when he was there. But I do have some stats, though, about Arsenal and the FA Cup. So, as I said, they've won it a record 14th time, but they've also become the first club to beat a specific opponent in as many as three finals in the competition. He beat Chelsea three times in a final. <laughs> uh, Mikel Arteta has become the first person to both captain and manage Arsenal to victory in the FA Cup final. Arsenal have won each of their last seven FA Cup finals since 2002. No team has had a longer run of successful, successive final triumphs in the competition. Chelsea have lost three of the last ten FA Cup final matches, with all three defeats coming against Arsenal. And Mikel Arteta is the first manager to win a major trophy in their first season in charge of the club since George Graham in 9-8-6-8-7. So some interesting stats there. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like the FA Cup is Arsenal's trophy, doesn't it? I mean, you, you're the record holders now by two clear cups. And yeah, you do seem to have Chelsea's number in the, the finals as well. Yeah. Shane Sh- Sh- couldn't do it uh, uh, Europa League, but you know. We don't have to talk about that. that that's next season. We'll win that next season. It's fine. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do think that. I do think Arsenal, I, I think they were fully deserving of their win. You wouldn't, watching this, the final today, you wouldn't think that Arsenal finished ninth and Chelsea finished fourth. You would think it was the other way around and I do think, though, next, I think this is a platform for Arsenal to, to jump off and perform. And I do think that, yeah. Yeah, we, we, they, we, uh, we used to be flat track bullies of like the smaller teams. But now we, 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 now we can beat the big teams, but we can't beat the small ones. So I, I don't know what's happening there. We, we'll beat the top three in like the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then, you somehow managed, and then you somehow managed to lose to Villa in between all that. Yeah, let's not not talk about that, please. (laughs) I still stand after Villa. I only stayed up because Michael Oliver did not turn on his watch. (laughs) Um, But just to move away from this really quick, uh, some breaking news from Bournemouth. Eddie Howe has left by mutual consent. Oh, wow. He ends a a a 26-year... Association with the club. It's uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I'm not shocked it's happened, to be honest with you. No, I mean, sometimes you can sort of see these sackings as knee-jerk reactions when the team's gone down, but he has been there a long time and it does feel perhaps it is time to to refresh things in, in that department, to be fair. Yeah. I agree completely. I mean, you look at it. He's he took them from League Two to the Premier League. Uh, they had I think was it three seasons in the Premier League. They've had they played some they played some exciting football. They've signed some absolute shit players at Liverpool. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do think that is a big reason why Bournemouth maybe went down this year is they they just didn't buy well. They it's a very, bought, very poorly organised team. Yeah. They bought... I mean, let's be honest. I've said this before. Who spends £90 million pound on Solanke? I mean, wasn't he, like, uh, one of these, like, crop of youngsters that was meant to be a lot of promise? Wasn't he, like, player of the tournament in an under-18 
and under nine was it under nineteen's World Cup win or something? Yeah, seventeen's I think. Well, seventeen's then perhaps. I know it was one of them, but yeah, and then it just as always seems to be the case with uh, promising English youngsters. It it never seems to come into fruition, does it? Somehow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, do you think we'll see? Do you think we'll see Eddie Howe back in the Premier League next season, or do you think he should take some time off? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a bad shout, to be fair. I'd take some time off if I was him, uh, but I could see him like as a mid-season replacement for someone who's not doing very well. Are you going to mention West Brom? I, I was tempted, but I forgot who your manager was. So <laughs> You forgot about Slav and Village. That's it, that's him. Big it's Slav. Just, it was in my head, but as soon as I was going to mention it, I thought, oh, shit, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, and also, you, you uh, I'm just going to put it say that you and Nathan bastard say that, oh, I can't say a big Sam Allardyce at the album. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Phil Jones one. Then. Oh, no, that pissed me off as well. <laughs> and also saying, oh, we took inspiration from Norwich for our next kit. No, we <laughs> haven't. Oh, come on. Jello and Green. Jello and Green. No, it's stripey. No, tongue and stripes. That was a tongue and that was a tongue and cheek comment, Reese. I know no. you haven't really. You sir, you sir, are just silly. <laughs> well, anyway, we move on from the yo the yo yo one. Was the, the yo yo one was the best though. That pissed me off. That did. <laughs> I was that dying. really annoyed I was me. Di- I was dying. I was dying. I wasn't. <laughs> no, literally, what it was. I was because <laughs> it was my it's my little brother's um it's my little brother's birthday tomorrow. So we had like a because we're, we're going out tomorrow. So we had like a little party for him. Oh, right, yeah. And I've just my phone's buzzing off, and I just check it, and I went, bastards. <laughs> I like literally it, it, it ruined the party for me so you and Nathan ruined, <laughs> ruined my brother's party because I was moody for the rest of the afternoon <laughs> oh dear we do, do apologise no you don't no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah so moving back to the FA Cup final um, we're just going to pick at man of the match um, and I, do, I before we end, I do want to say uh, I just want to give some praise out to a player in a minute. So, but Liam, I'll come to you first. Who was your man of the match? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to go for the obvious choice. So one of you guys can have that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to for oh, it's, it's tough. I'm going to go for Emmy Martinez. Uh, I think he's, I, I think I, I think he's been brilliant ever since he's come in. Um, and I think the way he's collected some of his crosses, the way he came out to stop attacks like when he was needed. He wasn't called upon a lot today, but I think I I, I do think if he had Leno in goal, I don't I don't know if he would have won. So he, he's always very suspect on crosses and I think I think Martinez has been absolutely brilliant. And just the passion of his post match interview kind of showed how much this meant to him. And I think you kind of see that in his performance today. Yeah. Carl? Uh, I'm going to say the referee because he handed you that um, <laughs> win on a silver platter. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, obviously, I'm just teasing. No, I've got to go for Bamiyang. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. And the penalty was so cool. And the goal was just 
just excellent. I know it's easy to go for the goals, goal scorers, but he he was excellent for me. And Chelsea just didn't have an answer for him. Do you think? Do you think Lampard got his tactics slightly wrong when it came to trying to stop Aubameyang? Not at the very start of it, I think. But then he kind of, yeah. I I think his hand was forced though of injuries. Sorry. No, no, no. no I, I was, I, I, agree. I was going to agree with you. I was going to mention injuries as well, but I do think no. Abamyang is that good though that regardless of what you put on him, he will try and find a way of dealing with it. So I, I do think though Abamyang was, yeah, superb. Yeah. But, and it's vital. I mean, I can't stress how vital it is. You keep him. You've got to tie him down somehow. Yeah. Even even if Alteta kidnaps him. <laughs> which I don't, which I don't endorse, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> we know about your basement. Um, Look, Alexa Bliss is quite happy down there. <laughs> you are not the fiend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am I, a fiend, but not that one. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh damn, fiend. he's being rude. Oh no. My man of the match is David Luiz. Good shout, good shout. He, he nullified... I mean, look to his. I really enjoyed the Giroud-Louise fight because it was funny. Uh, but I, I genuinely think since that Man City game, David Luiz has improved massively. He's, he's, looked, he's looked a leader at the back which is really fucking funny to say because it's David Louise, But he's looked like the player that they brought me to be, the player to basically look, you're here to help the youngsters, help us through it, your experience. And I think he's been superb. And that's why he is my man of the match today. It was really close to being a Bamiang, obviously. And as you said, Carl, it's easy to go for the goal scorer. But I do think David Louise and to his... Um, Sabayos as well. Mm. Uh, really close. I mean, I, yeah, there were some really good performances, to yeah. be fair. And I, uh, just another word about Luis. I mean, it's fair play to him. He, I know he, we took the piss in our first podcast after lockdown, but, you know, he was man enough to, to admit to his mistakes in that match. And he's obviously been working really hard to, to improve, and, and he has improved. Yeah, that, that back three has really done done wonders for him. Yeah, I mean, I'll t- t- tell you another player who's impressed me, Mustafi, since lockdown. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, shame you couldn't make the final. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think Rob Holding, I think Rob Holding's had a he had a good he had a good game. He, he looks mm. it's just a shame for him about injuries. That that's the only thing with Rob Holding um, injuries. I'm gonna butcher his name, I'm afraid, but. Um, Tenery, uh, I don't know. He's Sorry, he, I thought he was excellent. I really do. He, he had an excellent game. For someone who's not a centre back, I think he's. I think he's really done the role fantastically. Yeah, I agree. I think. I think Arsenal keep this formation going for next season. I think Arsenal could do really well. And I, I know I take the mic and say no, I don't like Arsenal. I do want Arsenal to succeed. They they are the team that got me into football so yeah it's just nice when they do well but it's funny when they not do well because they get to piss out their best friend so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Liam 
Champions League to, to do with and Europa League, but I think it's nice that the, the English seasons they all done with the FA Cup. I mean, the FA Cup is still the best cup, best cup competition in the world. So yeah. definitely yeah. this season, that's for sure. And I yeah, think without, I think without the fans, they did a remarkable job of uh, presenting it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't worry, I, I, I know we're just keeping the FA Cup trophy warm for you guys. I, I mean, how they got Emily Sandy on that roof, I'll never know. But you know. Fair play, it looked cool. But they just, they just found her up there. She, she apparently she called up there by herself. <laughs> 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 like, they just put a drone up there. Like, oh, okay, sure, fuck it, why not? Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, like, she looked mal, mal groomed for someone who lives on a roof. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. I mean, I mean, Jeeves, he, he likes to live on a roof. He never looks as good as, good as that. Um, I mean, that's because you don't let him. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should, um, maybe I should let him go and just let him be more free. But where's the fun in that? Um, by the way, I mean you are a dick, Liam. You know yes. why you're a dick. So uh, <laughs> there's many reasons. What, 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 what oh, sending that fucking Norwich shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll, I, I, you'll read the message I sent here, but I hope you get. But um, I just want to say it's been a pleasure covering. <laughs> it's been a pleasure covering the English season, English football season. So we will be back with the Champions League. We're not going to do each individual game. We'll just do. We're just going to cover. I reckon we should just do a roundup when it ends. Yeah, so I think it will be the best bet. Two round. Well, I mean, we can always combine it as one, I suppose, with the Europa League if if we want, or do two See, separate no one ones. No one cares about the Europa League, so that's true. Even I don't, when we're in it. I know. No one cares. But it's been a pleasure covering the season. Uh, so, uh, Carl, we'll come to you first with plugs. Yeah, my butt plugs are in my set sock drawer. Oh, um... For sake! Where have you started? <laughs> you stole my gimmick. Whoa! <laughs> oh. <laughs> what 
if you still want to after after that bit of a banter, you can find me at Carlos underscore fire six uh, eighty nine at uh, fraudulent slip there almost, <laughs> and uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram you can find us at rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out our our internet site, which is pretty new with uh, stuff from me and. Uh, Anthony, um, Rogue Opinions 20, because Rogue Opinions was already taken by some crappy pop group. And um, yeah, make sure you check us out on Spotify and all of the good podcasting platforms um, and our back catalogue. Liam? You can follow me on Twitter at Harper Milo. And you can follow my foot, foot fetish Instagram at footfetish dot four four the number four ever. Uh, sorry, mate, I didn't get a chance to write that down. Can you just uh, say it again? Okay, all right, so sorry, sorry. sorry. So um, also um, you, you see that I, I wrote some of it in Arabic um in my in the description, so don't don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> so the handle is foot f double o two t double o yeah yeah I've got it. And then F E T, yeah, I S H, yeah, dot, and then then the number four, and then E B E R. Trying not to laugh, but I can't help it. Yep, yep, yep. You got it. Yep. Uh, I, I I just put a picture up there of my legs the other day. Actually, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a screenshot to the chat. I, I want I want I want I want your opinions, guys. No, no. It's, it's a very sexy. Oh. Fuck. Why? Why does it come to an I'm the fucking normal one? Whoa. Right. I'm gonna have to go, lads. Uh, that's me done. See ya. Ah, uh, funny. No. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Arsenal's1995 and please, if you want uh, to cover football with me next season on the Bantam Unit podcast, <laughs> just send your CVs. Uh, two positions have become available. <laughs> uh, the bar's so, not very high, so you, you, you've all got a good chance. Yeah, yeah, just, just get in touch. But until then, uh, it's been a pleasure as always and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. God is with you.